1: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. A lot of moving and shaking going on in the NFL as the franchise tag deadline came and went. Who got tagged? Who didn't get tagged? And who could be available for the silver and black? And why I think there's one guy in particular that the Raiders should definitely be interested in. Not only that, we'll get to your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. That's all coming up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 8th, 2023.
2: Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team just every win. day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider pillaging just for
0: fun. will knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won.
1: Well, welcome, here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raider Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms, and of course. That includes YouTube. My man Ari does a great job each and every day, making sure we're up on YouTube, looking good, sounding good. We're looking the part. We're playing the part, right? Again, my man Ari, got to shout him out. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. And I also want to shout you out. For anyone who takes a a minute, two minutes, 22 minutes, to check out our YouTube page, Uh, if you like it, hit the subscribe button. If you don't like it, well, do something good for your country and hit the subscribe button anyway. Why not, right? (laughs) I ain't mad at you. No, but uh, I do really off top do appreciate you checking out the YouTube page. The growth has been incredible over the past few months that we've actually been on YouTube. So I can only appreciate you Raider Nation. Now let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, Lots to get to on today's show. News and notes. Got to go over all the players that got hit with the franchise tag. And believe it or not, it was only a handful of guys. I was actually surprised that only six guys across the NFL actually got hit with the franchise tag. The non-exclusive franchise tag so nobody got hit with the exclusive franchise tag which means they couldn't negotiate with any other team all six guys can technically negotiate with other teams out there and if a team signs up to an offer sheet then they have to give up two first round draft picks now someone asked me about that because Devontae Adams member got hit with the franchise tag and the Raiders didn't give up two first round picks that can be negotiated between the teams the teams are allowed to do that but off top you're supposed to give up Two first round picks. Obviously, the Raiders and the Green Bay Packers negotiated it down where it was one first round pick and a second round pick, and that made it acceptable. For the Raiders to make that trade. But here's the six guys that got hit with the franchise tag. We already know Raiders uh, running back Josh Jacobs was going to get hit with that. But not only him at the running back position. Tony Pollard from the Cowboys and Saquon Barkley from the New York Football Giants. It's Jacksonville Jaguars. They tag tied in Evan Ingram. And the Washington Commanders tag defensive tackle Deron Payne. And then finally the Baltimore Ravens. They tag quarterback Lamar Jackson, RG3, RG3 who's now part of ESPN. and was in the Baltimore Ravens organization at one point worked with and was a teammate of Lamar Jackson said the Ravens hope negotiating with other teams will give them and Lamar an unbiased look at the market for him. Ravens aren't the Ravens aren't reluctant to give Lamar a top quarterback market deal, but hope the non-exclusive franchise tag will speed up their own stalled negotiations with him. And I honestly think that that was the best move that Baltimore could have made is go ahead and put that non-exclusive tag out there because look, he can negotiate with all 31 teams in the league right now. And a team could sign him to an offer sheet. They could say, Hey, this is what we want to do five years, $200 million fully guaranteed. And he could sign that deal and say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to get two thirty, 30, but 200 sounds good. He could take that back to Baltimore and they could decide, yeah, we'll do that. And then they sign him to the sheet and boom, he's still a Baltimore Raven or, They say, nah, no thanks, and they get at least two first-round draft picks, and then they move on from going another direction. But instead of negotiating with Lamar just themselves, they allow the league to tell him what his worth is or what they're willing to pay him. Again, the biggest deal and what's been reported is that he wants to get money similar to what Deshaun Watson got. I don't blame him. Five years, $230 million fully guaranteed, and he had all the baggage that he had with him. I don't blame Lamar Jackson, a former league MVP, a guy who the whole Baltimore Ravens team is built around. I don't blame him for wanting that kind of money. I'm not saying he's going to get it, but I don't blame him for wanting that kind of money. So those guys got hit with the non-exclusive franchise tag uh, right before the deadline on Tuesday. Deron Payne from Washington, Saquon Barkley from New York, Jacobs obviously with the Raiders, Tony Pollard from the Cowboys, Evan Ingram from the Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. We'll talk a lot more about him coming up in segment number two. That's what we call in this business as a tease. Now, the reason why Saquon Barkley with the Giants was allowed to get hit with the franchise tag is because the Giants came up with a a deal and a contract extension for quarterback Daniel Jones. He got a four-year, $160 million deal. Remember, Raider Nation, Daniel Jones was considered a bust for his whole career, Right. He had success last year under Brian Dayball, the first time in his career he's been successful. And he turned that into a four year, one hundred and sixty million dollar deal with thirty five million dollars there in incentives. So he can actually have a much bigger contract, could be a one hundred ninety five million dollar deal if he hits all of incentives, which I don't expect him to do. But they're there. Uh, ultimately, when you break it down and look at his contract, it's really turns into about two years. Eighty two million dollars guaranteed. Uh, but here are the details. If you want me to break it down, uh, you know, kind of st- uh, step by step, four years, 160 million dollars, 35 million more in incentives, 82 million over the first two years, 94 million virtually guaranteed at signing first year cap number is around 19 million dollars. So not a bad bag for a guy who's done it one year, one year. That's that's wild, right? I mean, but he's getting he's getting the money. I'm not mad at him. His agent did a heck of a job, and a lot of these quarterbacks are getting paid. You saw the money Derek Carr got. You saw the money Geno Smith got. You see the money that Daniel Jones received. So what does that mean for the quarterback market? Well, it's going to be very very interesting, especially since the Jets are putting the full court press on Aaron Rodgers. It's funny, on Tuesday the report came out from Dan Graziano of ESPN and also uh, my guy uh, Rob Demoski who covers the Packers for ESPN. He does a great job, but it came out that it said, update, sources tell Dan Graziano and me that a contingent of Jets team officials are scheduled to fly out today to meet in person with Aaron Rodgers. It's so funny because the report was about them continuing to have conversations with Aaron Rodgers. And my big question, the statement that I had to say about that was when did they start having conversations? Where did they start? How come I wasn't aware of this, right? Where was I? Was I under a rock that I didn't realize? You know, did I go into that dark tunnel with Aaron Rodgers and never come out? How come I never knew that he was talking with the Jets already? So uh, they're putting the full-court press on. As a matter of fact, uh, Rob uh, Rob Domoski put out a tweet. I'm told the Jets contingent on the way to California includes team owner Woody Johnson, GM Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, possibly others, all those guys on the way to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, there's nothing that Aaron Rodgers has ever done quickly, so I don't expect some kind of results to happen quickly, some kind of decision, but it really seems like the Green Bay Packers, no doubt about it, are going to trade Aaron Rodgers, and it looks like the New York Jets are going to land him. And you had to feel that way, right? I know I did. The minute that Derek Carr decided he was going to sign with the Saints, I felt like, okay, that means Aaron Rodgers is most likely going to go to the Jets. There's a reason why Derek Carr all of a sudden quickly made that decision to go to New Orleans. I think that was the best spot for him. I didn't think he was going to do well in New York with the Jets just because of the cold and in other situations. I thought New Orleans was a good location for him. I thought it was a good division to play in. He was familiar with the coach, uh, has a good defense and a nice run game. So that all fit well with Derek Carr. But once he decided to make that uh, decision to side with New Orleans pretty quick, fast, and hurt, I felt like, you know what, Aaron Rodgers is most likely target number one and only target that the Jets have at the quarterback position. So I think that they're going to land him. So I'm telling you all this because it's not even free agency yet. It's not even the tampering period. The tampering period doesn't start till Monday. But, man, the quarterbacks are just getting plucked. All the free agent quarterbacks that we thought could potentially be out there are being plucked one by one, and the tampering period hasn't even begun. So now you're looking at a market of what, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, right? Those those are the guys that interest you. Not really for me. None of those guys do anything for me, right? And, and and really, on top of that, depending on who the Raiders decide to go after, if they do decide to target one of those guys, how much is it going to cost now? You know, it's supply and demand. The supply is a lot less than it was a week ago. So that means the demand is going to be a lot higher, which means the price goes up. So what's Jimmy G going to You know, require now and look, I'll be the first to tell you, and I know Vinny Bonsignor, if you listen to Raider Nation Radio 920, Morning Tailgate, you'll hear Vinny kind of talk about Jimmy G all the time where he's not a bad option. I think he's a bad option. I've said it many times. I know he's got winning traits. He's won with the 49ers. I don't want to take anything from him with that, but I just feel like his lack of availability, uh, I think that he's a decent quarterback. And he's really been successful because he's had a strong defense. And I could say, I think Derek Carr would have been more successful if he had a strong defense. But he wasn't given that strong defense. And oh, by the way, the Raiders don't have that strong defense. So who am I to believe that Jimmy G is going to walk into Allegiant Stadium and kill it with the Raiders when they still don't have a strong defense? Unless somehow they turn that defense around quick, fast, and hurry this offseason, which I don't see that. So that's why I'm really down on Jimmy G. It's nothing personal, you know what they say in New Jack City. It's nothing personal. It's just business, b right? I mean, it's just it's just that simple. It's just business, and I don't think he's that great for business. But again, that's just me, and I do believe that the price for all these guys is going up because all these other quarterbacks are off the market. Derek Carr gone. Daniel Jones gone. Geno Smith gone. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to the Jets. I mean, look, and I know that those guys are not necessarily were in play. For for the Raiders, but they were in play for other teams. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden there's less teams that need quarterbacks and there's less quarterbacks that are out there. And so now a team is going to be jockeying to try to go get that veteran presence. As far as I'm concerned, you know, out of all those guys, I probably feel better with just Jarrett Stidham being that guy and the Raiders go and draft a guy. That's a couple options. Go, you know, draft a guy, have him sit behind Jarrett Stidham if they get the guy that they feel like they can have, uh, develop him. Uh, if it's a guy that has to sit there for a year, like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, or maybe a C.J. Stroud, you think that he can come in, you know, some point in the season, like midway through, or Bryce Young, something like that. You feel better about those guys. Whoever the Raiders go and draft, maybe they go draft a Hendon Hooker and they sit him behind Jarrett Stidham. I'd be okay with that as opposed to Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, you fill in the blank, right? It's just not a whole lot of big names out there that would get me excited. Not saying that the Raiders are going to listen to what I'm saying – but just for my money, I'm not excited by any of those guys. I'd rather them just roll the dice on Jarrett Stidham. He'll cost a lot, a lot less money, and then they can go and try to continue to develop the team and and make the defense especially a lot better, bring back uh, Josh Jacobs, do what they got to do with him, and, and, and try to build the team that way and have a rookie sit behind them and learn, and when they're ready, let them take over. That's one idea. But there's another idea that I would be very much open to, and we'll talk about it, Coming up in segment number two, but it has to do with one guy that was franchise tagged by their team. We'll talk about that in segment number two. After I tell you about FanDuel, I've been telling you about FanDuel for quite a while. And now that it's getting down to the home stretch of the NBA season, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, all you got to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, it's super easy to use. then, You can bet on everything from the money line to points scored, even threes that are hitting the game. You can do that as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn about more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Got to talk about another option that the Raiders have at the quarterback position. And that option became available on Tuesday when the Baltimore Ravens hit Lamar Jackson with the non-exclusive Franchise tags. That basically means that, well, Lamar Jackson is open for business. The Ravens issued the non exclusive tag on Lamar. It's $32.4 million fully guaranteed. Jackson's able to negotiate with other teams, and the Ravens will be able to match any offer or get two first round picks in a trade. So he's got the ability to shop himself for the best deal possible out there. So two first round picks, you got to give up if you're going to make a deal for him. And this is what I was talking about on the radio, on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness on Tuesday. I was throwing out the question, Raider Nation, would you give up two first round picks? And if you would, what would your offer sheet look like for Lamar Jackson? And I'll tell you right now, the way I'm looking at the quarterback position, I mentioned the guys that are the veterans that are going to be available the Jimmy G's, the Brian Hoyers, the Jacoby Brissett's, Baker Mayfield's, and none of those guys do anything for me. Again, it's not about doing anything for me, but just from a selfish standpoint, I don't, those guys again, don't do anything for me. But Lamar Jackson? Lamar freaking Jackson, the former league MVP, yeah, he'd do something for me. He'd get me fired up, and I think he'd get Las Vegas fired up. I think he'd get the Raiders playmakers that are on the team fired up. You tell me a Devontae Adams, a Darren Waller, a Hunter Renfro, a Josh Jacobs. You think Josh Jacobs wouldn't take a little bit of a haircut on a paycheck to play with Lamar Jackson, to play with a guy he feels like could be a winner? I mean, Lamar Jackson is a former league MVP. Now, I will say... That there's a little bit of concern the last couple seasons with injuries. And I tell you all the time, your best ability is availability. There's no doubt. And I know Jimmy G, my biggest knock on him is availability. But he's not a superstar. It's just that simple. He's not a superstar. Lamar Jackson, I would take a chance with. He is a bona fide superstar. He walks into your locker room. He makes your team not much better. Jimmy G walks into your locker room. He's Jimmy G walking into your locker room, right? And again, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but there's different there's different levels to this game. And Lamar Jackson is a bona fide superstar. He makes your team that much better. So I would definitely be willing to give up the two first-round picks. The question is, how much money are you willing to pay? Fully guaranteed. He wants something, all reports say, close to what Deshaun Watson got, which is $230 million. And all reports say he wants more. But I feel like that there's no team that is going to give him that. And now that he's out on the open market and all these teams could kind of give them their best sales pitch, I think that reality will kick in. Okay, this is as much as I'm going to make. And look, the Raiders could go and and offer him something, and he could say, all right, well, let me take this back to Baltimore. And Baltimore could say, yeah, we could do that and sign him. And then it's a done deal. He goes back to Baltimore under that contract. But I think it would be smart for the Raiders to at least go ahead and and dip their toes into the water and see what they can get done. And this is the reason why. Everyone talks about building up the team, building up the team, building up the team. I want the team built up too. But if you go make the move for Lamar Jackson, as far as draft capital goes, you're giving up two first-round picks, which is actually cheaper than what you would have given up if he hadn't been, you know, if they had just negotiated straight up with the, the Ravens. By hitting them with the non-exclusive franchise tag, that's two first-round picks. Now, you obviously got to give him a contract as well, but that's two first-round picks, this year and next year. Also, until after the draft, no team that doesn't have a first-round pick this year can even think about trying to sign him to a deal. So a lot of people talk about he's going to Miami, that's where he's from. Miami doesn't have a first-round pick this year. So they would have to wait till after the draft to go ahead and try to sign him to a a, a a contract sheet. So that just remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind. But the Raiders have, what, 11 draft picks this upcoming year? So if you gave up your first-round pick this year and your first-round pick next year, what would be the problem? You still have all that draft capital – that you could still go and attack and try to build up your defense. You already have playmakers on the offensive side of things. And will it cost you a lot of money? Sure. But the salary cap goes up every year. So we already know that. You know that they could do uh, salary cap gymnastics. You saw what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson's contract to the point where his base salary for uh, last season was so low, right? And they gave him a lot of money up front. Now I understand there's an escrow type situation where Mark Davis is going to have to have enough money to put in escrow where he can guarantee that money. And I don't know what he has. I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know how much money he has that he could put in escrow. I, I'm not one of the guys that sign up to the the conversation that Mark Davis is broke, but I'm also not signing up to the the conversation that he's Jerry Jones or somebody like that. That's got, you know, money that they, they print out back. I'm not going to do that either. I, I can't count that guy's pockets. I don't know, but with that being said, if they can make it work, I would definitely do that, right? I mean, you're having you're putting a star in Allegiant Stadium. The show would be incredible. Could you imagine Lamar Jackson leading the charge in, in, in 2023 and beyond for the silver and black? And the other reason I say why not give up the two first-round picks for him is because think of this. As much as I'm Team CJ Stroud and I am, you have to trade up to get him. The Raiders are sitting there at number seven. Most likely to trade up to go get a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young or even a Will Levitz or Anthony Richardson, depending on where they end up falling in the draft. Because, look, any of those guys could be all those guys actually could be off the board by the time the Raiders pick at number seven. If they stay pat, if the Raiders move up from seven to three, they're probably giving up two first round picks anyway. And then you still don't know if your guy and C.J. Stroud's my guy. I don't know that he's going to be a superstar. I don't know that he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, but I do know who Lamar Jackson is. I do know he's a former league MVP. I do know what he brings to the table when he's on the field, and I do know he would be showstop material, right? And look, I know it's not all about pleasing Las Vegas and getting fans in the stands that are Raider fans in Las Vegas. I know it's not about that, but it's partially about that. Right. I mean, as much as a lot of people won't want to admit that uh, you can't have no stars in in Las Vegas. You've got to have star power. And Lamar Jackson would be star power of all star power. Right. I mean, you want to talk about not having a stadium full of red like we saw the last two weeks of the season. That's not going to cure all one guy, but it's going to help. I guarantee you a lot of Raider Nation that thinks about staying home would be like, man, I'm going to go watch that show. Lamar, Devontae, Darren, Hunter, Josh. You tell me that is not keeping up with the Chiefs. That's, that's at least competing with the Chiefs. I'm not saying you're going to dominate them because the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. But you want to talk about Lamar Jackson going up against Patrick Mahomes twice a year? Sign me up for that. Lamar Jackson going up against Justin Herbert twice a year? Sign me up for that. Lamar Jackson going up against Russell Wilson twice a year? Yeah, you got it. Sign me up for that. <laughs> right? I mean, why, why wouldn't you? That would be awesome. That would be box office material. And again, if the biggest thing that you got to give up is the guaranteed money, which is a large amount of money, Hey, look, that's that's their thing to figure out. Right. I would at least at the very end of the day, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Matter of fact, uh, Vinny Bonsignor put out a tweet and he's he's very well connected. He said, if you're wondering if the Raiders will be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. Okay, that's fair. And I, I believe that that's the truth. Right. I do believe that they are very unlikely to pursue this situation, even though I'm talking about it and I would love to see it. I'm just talking about it because I think that you have to exhaust all conversations when you're talking about the next quarterback. So Vinny put out that, you know, that uh, they, they, it's very unlikely that they would be involved. Field Yates from ESPN, he put out a tweet. Teams that reportedly will not be pursuing a deal for Lamar Jackson include the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders. Now, what do all five of those teams have in common? They all need quarterbacks. So I'm not buying that, but that, that's what was put out there by Field Yates. And he's no dummy. He knows what he's doing as well. Diana Rossini from ESPN, she put out a tweet. Team source, the Raiders have not eliminated any quarterback options, including Lamar Jackson. So Vinny said it's very unlikely, and Diana Rossini said they have not eliminated anyone. Both options in both situations can be true, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they like he said, very unlikely. So there's a good chance that they don't pursue Lamar Jackson, but they haven't ruled it out. Both of those could be true. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But think about this when you think about the money, because I know right now someone's hung up on the money and saying, Q, nope. Shouldn't do it, not going to do it, bad idea. And that's probably what the Raiders are thinking as well. But like I said, I'm all on board with this. But the final note I'll leave you with, and again, remember, they have plenty of draft capital after they give up the two ones to still build up the team. They got like 11 picks in this year's draft, so they'd only be essentially giving up one. And then next year's one, if everything goes right and Lamar wins a bunch of games like I do believe, will be a later round first pick. It won't be a top 10 pick. So there's that. But let me go ahead and leave you with this nugget when it comes to money. Kyler Murray got $230 million contract, $189 million guaranteed. He went 22, 23, and 1 as a starter. Aaron Rodgers got $150 million guaranteed, $50 million a year at 38 years old. And we all know Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed with all the baggage that he came with. Lamar Jackson wants something similar to that. He's a former league MVP. He's never been in trouble off the field. He's a hell of a teammate. All his teammates say that they love him, and he's a showstopper. That's why I would definitely at least dip my toes into the water. The worst they can say, what do I always say on the show? You're guaranteed to miss the shot you don't take. Look, I've been told no by a lot of people. One more no ain't gonna kill me. And I think the Raiders should at least pick up the phone and give the, the Baltimore Ravens a call and at least accept a no if they if they say no. So there's that. That's what I got for you for seven number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, a little conversation about Lamar Jackson, who is available to all teams across the NFL for the right price. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day.
1: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get in your calls and text? Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. On Tuesday's show, I had talked about the three team needs in priority. What you thought the biggest three team needs were. I said for the Locked On Podcast Network, quarterback one, defensive tackle two, Lockdown corner three. So, the question I threw out there to you was, What did you think about that? So, got a little bit of response from that here in the Lockdown Raiders Podcast uh, voicemail line. So, we're definitely going to get a couple of those in in this segment. Matter of fact, we'll start things off with Emilio and Rancho Cordova. He's calling to talk about the three needs that I was talking about on Tuesday's show. Here's his response
0: Hey, what's up, Q? This is Emilio from Rancho Cordova. I just got done driving back uh, home and. In- I was listening to your podcast, and, uh, yeah, I think the, the three teams that are really important, which, number one, is QB, and, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think, realistically, the best option, I don't want them, but maybe Garoppolo be the quarterback that they can get, and then, um have a draft a QB. I really like CJ you can see CJ Stroud, but I wouldn't mind them going and getting here Richardson because he has a lot of potential. Yeah, you know, he can run and he can – you know, well, he can run and he's going to have to work on his throwing and stuff, but, you know, I think his see mobility is uh, – a is a thing that is uh, a plus at the QB position, and then number two, I believe defensive at tackle for sure too. I agree with you on that one because we need to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, we need to get pressure on uh, Justin Herbert, all these QBs need to get pressure on them. if we need to get pressure on them, then that will lead to number three. And uh, I believe safety, safety would be a good one because uh, we need somebody that that we had like in 2016 with Reggie Nelson. So uh, whoever that may be, that uh, I I'll, would I'll be down with it. So QB, even tackle and safety is the need for this year. And uh, I think the future is right for the Raiders, what the coaching staff is doing, uh, just from hearing them on the uh, Buster the Boys podcast and, uh, and stuff like that, and what you've been uh, sharing with us on the podcast. I think the Raiders are in the right direction. So,
1: uh, all right, Q, I'm out. Thank you, Emilio. I appreciate you. And quarterbacks clearly one. Defensive tackle for him is number two. Safety. Number three. And thank you so much, Emilio. I appreciate you. And, you know, having a ball hawk and safety in the back end, I definitely believe is, is something that needs to be upgraded. I think that's an area of, uh, that the team needs to address. Like I said, on the defense, I think you can go all elements of the defense and say it needs to be upgraded, right, from the line to the linebackers to the corners to the safeties. I don't know if it's a top three priority. I think that Jerron Harmon and Trayvon Merrick can get it done one more year. Uh, but I would like to see a guy, uh, like you said, a ball hawk safety, or I, I said a ball hawk and safety, a guy who can make some plays on the ball. And Trayvon Merrick, unfortunately, isn't making plays on the ball. That's something that he's got to do this upcoming year. He's got a lot of pressure, in my opinion, to go ahead and make that happen. Thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Raider Matt in Northern California. He said, hey, Q, love the show. I want to, to get your opinion on a Mac Jones trade with New England. The Raiders would receive Mac Jones and the 14th overall pick. The Patriots would receive the number seven pick in the draft. Essentially, it's Mac Jones and a first-round pick swap with New England. This allows New England to reset the clock and grab someone for Bill O'Brien to develop. They, also, they would also be in a better position to trade up to get Bryce Young, who was under Bill O'Brien at Alabama. It would allow Josh McDaniels to get a young quarterback that is already familiar with the system. The Raiders would still have pick number 14 to rebuild the defense. That's Raider Matt in North, Northern California. Thank you for the text. And as great as that sounds... If that was something that was a possibility, yeah, I would, I would say that's a great trade. Go ahead and make that happen. The Patriots wouldn't allow that to happen. There's no way they're going to give up Mac Jones for the number, uh, the, and the number 14 overall pick for just the number 7 overall pick. They might give Mac Jones up for the number 7 overall pick, but they're not going to throw their number 14 pick in there as well. Like, that's just not going to happen. There's no way uh, the Raiders would have to give up more than that to be able to get Mac Jones on the 14th overall pick. That's, that's not going to happen. Like I said, it sounds good. Right. In theory. But uh, like my grandmother used to always say, just because it looks good and sounds good, don't mean that it is good. Right. (laughs) Just simple as that. Uh, So, yeah, that that, that's definitely not going to work. But uh, good thinking. Uh, I think you have to go back to the drawing board, though, and work out another trade. But definitely uh, appreciate the text. Next up, got a call from Chef Nick in Denver. He's calling about Lamar Jackson, the potential for the Raiders to make a move for him. Something we were talking about quite a lot in segment number two. Here's Chef Nick in Denver.
3: Thank you. This is Chef Me giving you a call from Denver. I just heard about Lamar Jackson being uh, franchise tagged. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So I'm calling to get your thoughts on what you think about uh, maybe trading for Lamar Jackson. I believe it's two first rounders. So if you um, figure in, uh, you know, we trade uh, this year's. Seventh, or you know uh, pick seven and then next year's pick, is it worth it to you? Because we're already thinking, oh, well, we're going to get a quarterback this year, probably going to be the third or fourth best quarterback, which is going to be Levis or Richardson, who have big question marks around them. Um, so uh, my thinking is, okay, we trade away that pick, we get Lamar Jackson, you know, I don't know how much we pay him. Is that going to hurt our free agency, trying to get more defensive players? Um, it, but if it's just the two first, we still have a ton of picks in this year's draft and if Lamar Jackson does well with us then we're picking hopefully at the end of the draft next year so we're basically giving up this year's first next year's first at a at a later pick would that be worth it to you if it's not you know leveraging you know our you know any more picks than that right because to me giving away uh, an end of the first pick isn't the worst thing in the world and if we're getting a proven quarterback uh, as as our seventh round pick this year to me that's worth it but I want to get your thoughts you know I I know we don't want to give up the farm and and leverage future picks but for Lamar Jackson and then we could hopefully build on this team with defense and in the offensive line uh, which would just need to be good because he runs a lot Uh, You know, I'm just trying to get your thoughts on that. So uh, let me know what you think, and uh, go Raiders.
1: Thanks so much for the call, my man. And, yeah, I'm willing. I'm all in. Give up the two ones. Give them a boatload of guarantees, whatever the case may be, whatever you feel like is going to get it done. And on top of that, if you sign them to an offer sheet, Baltimore might just say, yeah, okay, well, that's what we're going to sign them to. That's going to be the contract. So you might not get them. But at least you tried. At least you tried to dip your toes into it and, and you let the, the your team know and your fan base know, hey man, we're trying to do whatever we can to get it done and actually win. And we had an opportunity to go get a game changing quarterback, we're gonna go ahead and try to make that happen. Now again, they might not address it at all. They might they might be completely out of it as we speak right now, and that's okay. But man, the guy is a former MVP, he's only twenty six, staying healthy obviously is a situation, but I take a chance on a superstar staying healthy as opposed to just a guy like Jimmy G staying healthy. So, I mean, look, uh, you know, you give me Lamar, you sign Jarrett Stidham to a, uh, you know, to a contract extension, you have Chase Garbers on the roster, or even get a guy in the later round, right? Get a draft, draft a guy in the later round. I'd be fine with that. I'd be good. Uh, As long as you got Stidham right there to back him up, I think all would be okay by me. But again, that's just me. Who knows what the silver and black and what Dave Ziegler really wants to do. Uh, One more text from Midwest Mark says, hey Q, it's Midwest Mark. I wanted to weigh in on the top three positions needed for the bad boys in black. First off, need to preface, I don't think we try to solve uh, our quarterback of the future this year. 2024 is going to have some true studs we should just wait for. Get a steady game manager this year and go after our guy next year. So the three positions I think we need is D-line for all the reasons you said, and offensive line to develop an anchor to protect our guy next year, and a safety with speed to help our corners not getting beat over the top. One last thing, I wish Carr well, but not sad we're moving on. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the Saints. Thanks for all you do, Q. Raider Nation for life, that's Midwest Mark. Thanks for the text. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know if they addressed the quarterback position this year or not. Obviously, I gave you my idea in segment number two about Lamar Jackson. But, uh, you know, you ideally aren't picking in the top ten year after year after year. So if, you, if there's a quarterback of the future that you feel like is there, you got to get him while you can. Because, again, ideally you're not sitting there picking in the top ten in uh, another year. And if you are, then something went wrong this year. So that's kind of how I look at it. That's why I feel like that they really kind of have to make a move this year for their quarterback one way or the other. But going and getting Lamar Jackson, giving up those two ones, that would solve all those problems, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for that text. And we'll close things out with a call from Rob in the 707. He's calling to talk about the rankings, about the coaching staff, and where they were actually ranked, kind of bring a little bit of clarity to it. Here he is, uh, Rob in the 707.
4: Hey Q, this is Rob from the 707. Um, I'm just calling in quickly about the staff you threw out um, for the players grading the coaching staff. It's kind of a misconception because of the headline that was thrown out there, but the Raiders coaching staff was not ranked 32, 32nd by the players. Um, it was ranked last in what they appreciated about the team, but the way it was worded in the tweet made it seem like it was last in the league. Go back and check it out. I think the Raiders coaching staff is ranked like 12th or something in the league. Uh, but I see a lot of people throwing around this, uh, 32nd in the league and it, it's just not true. But it's because of all these misleading tweets around here. I just, uh, it, it, it's frustrating to see all these, you know, misleading headlines and people take it at base value, don't actually read the content and then start throwing it around like fact. Um, another thing is while yes, longer, Times being held doesn't correlate to playoff success. You could also say that teams that are held longer because they lack discipline and they didn't get to the playoffs because they lacked the discipline needed to get there. Um, it's not a one-to-one type of thing. Again, you have to look at the entire picture. Um, correlation doesn't equal causation, things like that. Uh, I really think it's being overblown. Um, the, keeping them long hours, I thought Raiders were a very undisciplined team. And I think that they deserve to be uh, kept longer hours because of that. Maybe next year they won't be kept as long because they'll be more disciplined. And then I think the more disciplined teams that don't have to be kept as long make the playoffs. So that's kind of why I believe the cause is there. Uh, anyways, Q, your pod is fantastic. Uh, I listen to it every day. I've listened to it for years. I haven't called in in quite a long time, but I'm still listening each and every day, man. Love what you do. Keep it up.
1: Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks for the breakdown, right? I mean, I went through the initial report when it was talking about the facilities and the training staff and the locker room and how the Raiders came in third. Went through all that. Uh, and then I saw the coaching stuff uh, later on the next day. And so I didn't really get into a bunch of details with that because, uh, well, I was deep at the combine. There was so much going on. But uh, thank you so much for the clarity on it and kind of bringing a little bit of light on what this actual situation was. Um, look, I... As I mentioned on, on Tuesday's show, I feel like this, this, the players in the locker room that matter the most care about Josh McDaniels and company. Look, Mad Max Crosby had Josh McDaniels at his wedding. If he didn't like him, I don't think he'd invite him to his wedding. right? Uh, you know, all of that. So there, there's that. Uh, Devontae Adams has talked highly about Josh McDaniels. Uh, Darren Waller's on board. Josh Jacobs on board. Those are the guys that matter to me, the key guys. You know, the other guys always have to fall in line. But if your leaders on the team are down with the, the, the coaching staff, everything else is going to be all right. So uh, there you go. That's what I got for you on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have a text from Raider B in Connecticut, Proto in Vancouver, uh, plus more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll have more news and notes to talk about. Of course, we'll deep dive into some more of this Lamar Jackson situation, what the Raiders could do with the quarterback position moving forward. we got a lot coming up the next few days before the tampering period for our free agency starts next Monday. And then, of course, it'll be on and pop. And We'll see how the Raiders do in free agency. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.
2: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.